0: On today's Cape Wonder Superman podcast, it's episode 45, and Jim and I are
1: heading back to Niagara Falls. And we meet Jim and Dolores and their two kids in one of the most famous and iconic scenes in Superman movie history.
2: Now, the Cape Wonder Superman podcast with Jake Towers and Jim Bowers. On iHeartRadio.
0: Hello again, and welcome to the Cape Wonder Superman podcast in Detroit. I'm Jay Towers. As always, just outside of Las Vegas is Jim Bowers. And here we are, episode 45, from where we first started back in 2018, Jim. Hello, Jay. I can't believe it's 45 episodes. If you're a real Superman 2 fan, and this is the Lester cut of Superman 2, the original, you know, film that we saw in theaters, you'll see this guy and you'll see this woman and you'll see their kids and you will know who they are. You've seen them a million times when you've watched this film.
1: Right. You may have noticed the the gentleman with the mustache and the, and the sailor cap. He and his family are in many, many shots, uh, even close-ups, Jay, of one of his kids at the very beginning when you see Hadley leaning against the railing. It's, yeah. It's, it's amazing.
0: Well, let's connect Jim and Dolores from just outside Niagara Falls, to join us on the Cape Wonder Superman podcast. And they have some incredible stories. You were there in September 1979.
3: Uh, yes, we were extras in the movie and made $2 an hour. So <laughs> it was it was pretty exciting. <laughs> and your kids were all there too. Yes. yes. yes
4: they yes. made $2 an hour too.
3: Are you still getting those residual checks? Or are they down oh, to
2: like yeah.
0: one? second? <laughs> They're rolling in. Well, listen, you guys were a part of cinematic history when it comes to the Superman films with Christopher Reeve. Talk a little bit about how you got involved in Superman 2 and those Niagara Falls scenes. And, Jim, I think it has to do with your dad, right?
3: Yeah, my father was the Niagara Parks Police Chief. And the Niagara Parks Commission, it's like 35 miles long along the Niagara River between the two lakes, Ontario and uh, Erie from uh, old Fort Erie in Fort Erie and Fort George in uh, Niagara-on-the-Lake. Uh, They've got their own police force. Uh, My dad had about 27 men working for him at the time. And in the summer, he hired on quite a few students for directing traffic, whatever. Uh, My dad knew that I collected comics since I was a kid. Um, He was uh, very involved with uh, the movie company coming in. And when he heard that they were hiring extras, he gave me a call, gave Dolores and I a call and told us to go to a motel on Lundy's Lane, which is right by the parks. And he said, they're aware you're coming. You don't have to audition. Just go down there and sign in and you guys can be extras. So we did that. And the four of us were extras in the movie. Uh, We showed up, filmed for two days, uh, $2 an hour. I would have done it for nothing. And it it, it was just wonderful.
4: (laughs) The kids were only three and four. So doing the extra takes and everything, it was a lot of work for us.
3: And I think the Richard Lester and the production people were happy that there was a family on board too. You know, when the, the scenes of us, you know, just walking, you know, two parents with two kids and the kids running ahead back and forth it worked out well for all of us.
1: Yes. Well, I went back and rewatched the scene again for the 8,000th time, probably (laughs) Jay. So it's fun rewatching it again. Now that we've met all of you and seen your fantastic behind the scenes photographs.
4: The the one clip, where they zoom in on the little boy with the sailor hat. we That's our youngest son. We did not know that they ag- actually took that shot, that when we went to see the movie, we were amazed that they <laughs> did that. One of our nieces was at the movie, and uh, she just yelled out, that's my cousin.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, if you could just give us a couple more details about those two days of filming, because obviously one day Christopher Reeve was in his Superman costume. Uh, Another day he was in his Clark Kent clothes and you guys were in both of those scenes and you would have had to have had some direction, even though you were extras, because there are very specific things
3: you were doing. Well, the the director was Richard Lester, who I mean, I I was as impressed with him as I was with working with, superheroes um you know he directed the beatles movies uh a lot of old british stuff with you know uh alec guinness and whatever and like he's a pretty famous director and there were a couple funny things with him i mean the guy had a sense of humor you mentioned the scene one of the latter scenes where christopher reeve is in his you know clark kent suit whatever and there's a there's a camera from above watching you know the whole um Walkway towards the Table Rock House, which they had as the uh, honeymoon hotel. But you know, we were told to walk ahead, and the kids are running ahead, and Dolores is kind of chasing after. I think James Jeez. it was, and I was with Matt behind it. Richard Richard Lester would keep refilming it, and he would say first positions, and that meant you go back to your first position, and we'd do it again and do it again and do it again. And it, the, the kids are tired; they're like three and four years old, and it was a long day. And it got to the point where Lester kept saying, "Okay, one more time." After a few one more times, James, I think, yeah. started crying and they had to kind of stop things. And he looked at Richard Lester. And he said, you said just one more time. <laughs> and, you know, Lester kind of chuckled a bit. He said, Oh, well, I'm sorry, but we got to do it just one more time. Uh, we snapped one picture of when uh, Christopher Reeve is in his Superman outfit and he's doing, you know, the jump to up, up and away. And that's done by it's like a huge teeter totter that. One end would be on the ground, and he would stand on it, and two big guys would come, and they grab the end that's in the air, and they just pull it down fast, and he'd be up in the air. He's only in the air for a second on film. That's just to show his feet leaving the ground, whatever, and he's in the air. Well, then he grabs this. It's very awkward and silly-looking. It looks like they brought a laundry line. Mm. There's like a vertical pole and then a horizontal piece that Chris Reeve would grab this horizontal piece and stop from falling, And these guys would walk over and they grab his feet and they'd slowly lower him to the ground again to get him in position. And they'd do it again and do it again. Well, it looked kind of funny. So while he's kind of hanging there over and over, one of my kids started laughing. So Richard Lester kind of stopped things again. And he said, you might bloody well think it's funny, but I don't bloody well think it's funny. We got to do this again. uh... But then he kind of chuckled about it. He wasn't really upset. He just was kind of laughing at it, laughing at my kids, laughing at Superman. Wow. (laughs) To be honest, we were told like, asked not to take any pictures i mean all of us extras were there as tourists so everybody had a little camera around their neck i snapped as many pictures as i could without being seen and especially for this scene christopher reeve said you know let's not take any pictures we don't want to spoil the magic you know you will believe a man can fly all this so i only got one picture of that
1: and i saw a couple of people with the, those old super eight and eight millimeter movie cameras too yeah, uh, okay. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder
0: too. And a lot of pictures that Jim and Dolores took, by the way, these behind-the-scenes photos of those days at Niagara Falls filming, you see a lot of people in the background. I wonder, were there a lot of people on the opposite end of the camera that weren't extras, that were just watching the filming?
3: Uh, I don't believe there was a lot on the other end of the camera. It was all roped off pretty well. Yeah. Um, and, and in a lot of my father's police were working overtime um as you know crowd controller, at ever security and uh yeah it was all roped off and people were stopped from going there for two days which is which was something because that's table rock house like a hundred years ago or whatever there was this big it was called table rock mm. at the brink of the falls and it did eventually fall off uh table rock house was built and that was called the honeymoon hotel right
0: that's right. And, and Jim and I are fascinated by the stunt double photos. I mean, those are really spectacular. Did you get to know those guys? No.
3: Uh, no, but they were like just kind of setting up the shots. I mean, there was a lot of shots of the guy with the beard didn't have a suit on. The guy without the beard had a suit on. And I guess maybe they set the shot up for someone with the suit, the colors and, and all of that, I guess.
1: The guy in the T-shirt, you get to see a, a very clear shot, thanks to you guys, of the flying harness, which I know a lot of. A lot of fans are fascinated with how did they make him fly? What did Chris have to wear underneath his costume? And that's actually uh, stunt coordinator Paul Weston. And uh, I was looking at your photos a little more carefully and realized it was Paul, but he'd grown his beard and his hair out. And that's because he was going to be stuntman for Terrence Stamp as General Zod just a month or two later in England. Uh, okay so obviously he couldn't do this uh, any of the stunt scenes like landing behind the hot dog stand because he had a beard. So uh I, I, I'm very grateful for these photos. They just oh, fascinate <laughs> me. And thank you for sharing them with us.
3: Oh, oh you're welcome. welcome. And, and like I say, I wasn't supposed to be taking them. I was we were we were asked not to take any pictures, and I did anyway. I don't think I,
0: anyone's coming after you. I think you're yeah, okay. Not <laughs> now. Yeah, it's
3: been about forty-three years. So yeah, our kids now are like forty six and forty seven. So and a lot of your
0: behind the scenes photos have uh in the background Colin Chilvers.
3: Yes. Uh Colin won the Oscar for Superman one. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Uh, I don't think we really saw him. I mean, we were no. just extras. We didn't know who he was then. Colin w- was in love with the Falls after oh, yeah. after here. And uh, like a year later, whenever he moved here, set up his own company. One of my dad's uh, summer cops who did the directing traffic or whatever was a friend of our family. He was a couple of years older than me. His name was Bob Wiggins, and he was actually a high school teacher. My dad hired him on each summer to direct traffic. Well, he was a real go-getter kind of guy and they used him as the uh the kind of liaison between the parks commission and the film company and he's the guy who
4: the
3: Winnebago yeah he, he set up the vans and he was in touch with the crane company and you know he he, he was a liaison for a lo- a lot of stuff Bob like I say Bob was a good friend of ours and, and a year later when everybody came back to town for the North American premiere Bob was the guy who got Christopher Reeve to sign that one picture for us. You know, you'll probably show it later of the kids sitting on their laps and Christopher signing, you know, to Jamie and Matthew, best, you know, Christopher Reeve. He's the guy who got Christopher Reeve to sign that. He's the guy who got us tickets to go to the uh, the after party. Um,
4: and for and, the actual premiere. And, for and the, tickets the for the
3: actual premiere where all the news people went. And Bob was hired by Colin to work for his company when oh. Colin Chilvers set up his his little film company in Ridgeway, which is a suburb of Fort Erie, which is, you know, half an hour down the road from Niagara Falls. Um, Colin, uh, I'm not sure if he's still there. I haven't seen or heard from him in years or Bob, Bob moved out of the country, but Colin filmed commercials and movies, and and Bob worked for him. He left the teaching business and he went to work for Colin. Colin actually married one of my dad's police women. Uh, I think her name was Colleen. I met yes. her once, red yes. redhead. I don't know if she worked the desk or she was out on the road, but yeah, Colin loved it here enough that he actually he married somebody from here.
1: Well, that's amazing. He, Colin is still there, and he was actually one of our podcast guests, and we okay. had oh, a great really? time. He's a wonderful guy and had so many great stories there. And, of course, the helicopter rescue in one he was so involved with. So we we really enjoyed Colin. My,
3: my dad told us that when he was speaking to the film people, like he did so much for them. And, and so many uh, businessmen in the area, you know, worked with the the film. the film, And, they, you know, they made a whack of money, you know, the, yeah. the crane people and these people and those people. And I, they asked my dad, what can we do for you? He said, well, you know, I can't take any of your money. But... Can you get a picture of my grandkids with Superman? And they said, Yeah, yeah, no problem. Well, at the end of the filming on the second day, he wasn't dressed as Superman. But at the end of the filming, Clark and Lois, you know, Margot and Chris sat on the wall, and you've you've got that picture, sat on the wall with yeah. the falls behind yeah. them, and they dropped the barriers and the news people came in. I think the big one was WKBW News Channel 7 from Buffalo, and they they did an interview with my kids sitting on their laps, which was very, very nice um we snapped a couple pictures but but their people took some pictures as well well when we went home and watched the news our kids were on there but we don't have a recording of that but anyway uh a couple months later we got a packet of photos from pinewood studios in england they actually mailed us uh i think four big black and white glossies of our of uh of this the kids sitting on clark and lois's lap different angles whatever and they sent us a couple slides well well we blew up one of the color slides into an 8x10 and the year later when everybody was back in town for the premiere we gave the 8x10 to bob wiggins who was working with colin at the time i think asked him can you get christopher reed to sign this and he did and bob said christopher reed wasn't really signing anything for anybody but he got him to sign this so we're very lucky
1: Well, the autograph stories, are uh, Jay and I love those too. We've heard a few. And uh, Chris was always very generous, as Margo was, with with autographing. So Mm -hmm. I I love that you have that. It's very special.
3: Although at at some point, my kids are going to fight over it because I only have (laughs) one. (laughs) And it's on my wall.
0: Oh, And you bring up your kids, Matt and James, but do they remember much of anything they were a
4: part of? I asked um, Matt about it one day, and he said he – kind of remembers it but only because we talk about it so he really doesn't like he was a three-year-old and uh james is basically the same he doesn't really remember it it's too bad that they don't remember but just the way it goes with kids
3: yeah (laughs) that's right
4: they were just too young.
3: Now they have that autograph picture on their phone if they're showing anybody pictures, but I believe Matt, I know, maybe James too. Their ringtone is that Superman 2. Yeah. Me. Okay. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic.
1: <laughs> well, they're they're forever three and four on HD. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're gonna
0: um we're gonna tell people to go to capewonder.com to see all the pictures that we've been talking about in this podcast today. But you have a lot of pictures of Chris and Margot in in the scene where she jumps into the falls and 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 he helps her out but not as superman but you did not take those pictures right where, where did you obtain those do you remember
3: i think the parks commission took some pictures because okay. uh, I, th- I think my dad brought an album of them he, They had some extra pictures but yeah the parks did hire someone to photograph to do some photographing uh, i'm not sure where the rest of them are but the parks has them in an archive somewhere
1: well you got some great angles this one behind me and so many others you were just in the right spot to get some fantastic pictures.
0: And were you at the dinner at the revolving dining room, the, the Skylon back on May 29th, 1981?
3: No, they, they didn't feed us. Uh, we got invited <laughs> for, for drinks afterwards. And I was working shift work then. I worked 40 years in a printing plant in Stevensville, which is about 15 minutes away from where I live. And uh, I was working evenings. I'm not t- sure what time I got off. I think I got off a little early, you, 8, yeah, eight p.m. or whatever, said at midnight. But uh, Dolores went early and she got,
4: I was this close to getting my picture taken with Gene Hackman. It just got out of the way.
3: But, but then he left, and, and when I showed up, I got to see, you know, Christopher Reeve, Margot Kidder, and I think the Non and Ursa were there yeah. as well. Right. I uh, missed Gene Hackman. Now, we were given a press pack, too, which you probably have, and it <laughs> had a lot of black and white photos in it, and and then there was the type pages with, uh, you know, the copy that would yep. – Go with the picture for any for whatever the newspaper people
1: wanted to print. That's right. That's right. Sometimes they would also have color slides in them, but they always had eight by ten prints.
3: Okay. Well, I, I have uh, we have all those, which is kind of neat, and the, we got a couple balloons and a nice and a a luggage tag. <laughs> there was a little tag that you you hang you write your name on, and it said you know Daily Planet. When, when when they were done uh, filming and I guess done working in the parks, they uh, they sent this friend of ours, Bob Wiggins, the liaison, uh, to a local uh, Niagara Falls jewelers and he bought um, three uh, sterling silver bowls and had them engraved. One went to our mayor, the mayor of Niagara Falls at the time, which I don't have. I've got the other two. One was for Bob Wiggins and one was for it says Chief Wolf for Derbyshire. I'll, I'll just show you
1: quick wow. yeah. Oh, those are huge. Wow. Oh, yeah. Look at yeah. That.
3: Yeah. They are big. Well, you're not going <laughs> to see Your, your Mine says Chief W.J. Derbyshire Superman 2, Niagara Falls, 1979. I had this on my wall as well, just in plastic. They gave us one of these. This was Superman 2 Stunts t shirt. Oh, t-shirt. boy.
1: Oh, wow. Now, is that a poster or what is no, that? No, no.
3: That's a cotton t shirt that we just I just put on a piece of cardboard and wrapped it in plastic.
1: Oh, that's great. This is beautiful. I love that you've put it on that, uh, what's it, on a board so you can display it? Yeah, I, yeah. I just
3: kind of stiffened it up with, with with some heavy cardboard inside, wrapped it in plastic, and we've got it hanging on the wall of one of our four rooms that are superhero-related. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you notice anybody on uh, uh, part of the crew that were wearing jackets with that logo? Because I know jackets were made. Oh, okay. I think anyway. I
4: did see that.
1: Right. Hmm.
4: I actually had to change my shirt because I wore a shirt similar to what the young boy was wearing.
1: Oh, the striped shirt.
4: So I had to change my shirt to a yellow shirt from wardrobe.
1: I love your hat in the movie, Jim. (laughs) Thank you, yes, that stupid little hat, yeah.
3: And I have an unnaturally big head. It runs in our family. Regular baseball caps do not fit me, so that was just kind of balanced there.
1: Well, I do too. I have to buy large and extra large hats on everything.
4: His head is actually really, really big. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: he was in a Superman movie. It should be.
4: (laughs) No, it was big, way big. He tried to adjust the back of it and it just didn't work.
1: I have to ask you about Margo Kidder because I was really enjoying your photographs last night while I was doing some restoring. And uh, it, it, she was always uh, very, very kind to the fans and was always very interested in, in people's kids. And it looked like she really connected with all of you and your kids and all yes. of the kids and the people that were there. What do you remember about Margo kind of in between shots?
4: There's a picture of James, our oldest son, sitting with her sister. And she was talking with James at that time. I really don't remember a lot because we had two kids to keep an eye on. Right, right. So I do remember her talking with James, and she was very friendly with them.
3: And where uh, Matt has the uh, the one second or whatever, he's just full face on the screen. James didn't get that, but I think Margot kissed James, so it kind of balances. Yes, it, she, it up. Did. She, she
4: did.
3: She was like my wife Dolores in one way she was cold all the time oh. between every take she'd be throwing on like a like a winter coat now yeah. it was a little cool down there in the mist and everything but I don't know <laughs> Dolores is, is the same way but yeah she was cold all the
1: time I saw that in your picture she had a jacket on yeah and uh, Jay and I were there in May and it was freezing yeah. Not what I expected temperature wise in May. I no. thought, oh,
0: this will be great. This is gonna be very warm. It was it was not.
3: Right. You should stop by in January because the mist coats oh. all of the railings and they get about three times the size of what they normally are. Oh. And, yeah. wow. I-
0: and I know you mentioned the picture of Matt and James sitting on Chris and Margot's laps earlier, but when you look at that picture now and it's autographed and how wonderful. I mean, do you think back to that moment how surreal it is and and how you have something that's so rare and precious?
3: Well, it was the end of the day. i I think we were just kind of tired, plus you're you're kind of watching your kids because they're you know been taken away by like strangers, right. And- you know, everybody's rushing in and everybody you're trying to listen to what the actors are saying. And there's my kids sitting on their laps and, and you're hoping that they behave. And they're just, you know, there's a lot going on in your head at the time. They're they're sitting on a wall where the falls is on the other side and people have gone over that wall before. Um, You know, so there's a lot of things you're thinking about. Yeah, that, that was the shot of a lifetime and everybody's got their, Andy Warhol says their 15 minutes of fame or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know, ours was seconds, but we've got the picture in it and it's, it's a great picture. It's great. When
4: That's we great. got home, The TV was on, the news was on, and that's when the boys saw themselves on TV and saw what happened. At the time that it was happening, it didn't mean anything to them. Right. But when they saw it on TV, that meant something to them then.
1: Wow. Do they ever watch the movie very often
4: these days? Well, they've watched it with their own
3: children. Yeah. Yeah. Each each son has two sons, so I've got four grandsons. So, yeah, they've all watched it.
0: Well, Jim and Dolores, it has been just a pleasure to talk to you both and really exciting to get to know you and hear your stories and and see these great pictures. Jim, I don't know if we forgot anything.
1: I don't think we missed anything, but I'm just delighted you joined us. Uh, the, The photos are really icing on the cake. I can't thank you enough for having you know, the opportunity, number one, you went ahead and took them, which is what I would have done. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And I had my camera. I, you know, I take my camera everywhere with me. I have for years, but, uh, these are just, uh, these are real gifts for us and for all of the Superman fans. And I know they are absolutely going to be blown away by them. So thank you again.
0: Well, listen, it's been great to talk to you both. And before you go, I know you almost had an opportunity to have another piece of kind of Superman two history.
4: We could have gotten one of the, um, mannequins the uh superman
3: styrofoam dummies that they were throwing in the water yeah we could
4: have gotten one of those
3: why didn't you dolores (laughs) because (laughs) Because
4: eventually they actually start to disintegrate i
3: I Mm -hmm. didn't realize she turned it down because that wouldn't have happened oh my god
1: yeah yeah But,
4: but i didn't want disintegrating dummy
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting behind you in your office. One of those. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Ah, uh, that's great. People walk in your office and they go, Yikes, what's that? <laughs> yeah, it
0: used to be Superman. Uh Jim and Dolores, thank you again for being on the Cape Wonder Superman podcast. We'll see you in Niagara Falls.
4: Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Yes, great meeting you.
0: And there you are, Jim and Dolores from Niagara Falls with amazing photographs. If you're listening to the audio podcast right now with headphones or in the car, just know this, their pictures are spectacular, and you can see them all on capewonder.com. Um, the, the it, it, I mean, unbelievable, right, Jim? I mean, because these are all pictures we've never seen, different angles, different shots, different people.
1: Well, when you sent me a message that you were about to send me something really, really exceptional, uh, of course, my heart rate went up, Jay, because I had a feeling it was photographs, and it was... So many of them too. Uh, I mean, they uh, Jim really sees the moment with his camera. Uh, gosh, they're just they're fantastic. I, I can't say enough about them. And there's a number of people in them who we know or who we know who they are. Yeah. Who worked on the films.
0: Yeah. yeah. There's great shots, and like we learned in the podcast today, you know, Jim and Dolores weren't there for all of the photos that were taken, but because of his dad's job. And because of, you know, things happen in your hometown like this. I mean, they're from Niagara Falls. Everybody knows everybody, and they share things, and they Here, take my pictures, and I took these. And, I mean, there's some great pictures of Chris and Margo in the water um, to that spot that we were, Jim. And it's like, holy cow, these
1: are great. <laughs> and watch movie magic happen. And what? that's, you know, watching Superman fly. It wasn't just Superman walking down the street. It was Superman flying. Yeah. Over and over again, you know, we've talked about with the fans, how did they film the shot of Superman landing behind the hot dog stand and coming out the other side as Clark Kent? Well, that's not a double exposure. That's not, uh, any optical effect. That was actually Val Musetti, who was a race car driver and a stunt man. He performs the Superman landing. And then of course, Chris Reeve as Clark Kent comes out the other end. But until recently, we weren't sure who that was. We thought maybe it was Vic Armstrong who did a lot of scenes, uh, stunt work, uh, but it was Val. And uh, uh, Jim shot pictures of Val, even close-ups of him. And uh, we see Paul Weston testing. And, and then one one other gentleman in costume with a lot of hair, and I have no idea who that guy is. So that's what's unique about Niagara Falls is two stunt guys I never saw and you never saw, Jay, right, elsewhere. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was great. So, listen, check those pictures out. You're going to love them. Um, we also want to uh, congratulate, again, our friends Robert Venditti and, and Wilfredo Torres. That hardcover copy of Superman 78 finally came out. Everybody's been talking about that. We're thrilled that uh, part of that hardcover book
1: is our Motor City Comic-Con variant cover inside. That was a big surprise, Jay, when uh, they told us that was going to be in this, this book collection. And for completists, there is a Spanish version of the book with a different cover, and they changed the name. They actually changed it to Superman 1978. So if you manage to find a copy of that, you've got something really special because apparently they're not too easy to obtain, at least in the U.S. Yeah. So those are two really special collectibles. And, of course, J. Robert announced a sequel series. And so we have another series based on the Christopher E. Superman movies to look forward to. I can't wait for that.
0: Well, we should mention that our next podcast, episode 46, will really, really be exciting because we have a big Cape Wonder Superman podcast announcement that I think you guys are going to just go nuts over. And uh, it's been a couple months in the making, but Jim and I will be ready to reveal a special guest who is not in the Superman films, but is offering something almost as exciting. So that will be coming up on our next episode.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. My lips are sealed. Mhm. Start saving. <laughs> take <laughs> the money out, take the money out of your Christmas club and put it into your Superman fund. You're going to uh, want to.
1: I I recommend that. <laughs> I think you you and I are you and I are going to be uh uh, broke.
3: Broke. <laughs>
0: <There's> the <laughs> I, word. Think I think we're broke. Yeah, I think that's okay. Um, all right, everybody. Well, don't forget, those pictures are fantastic on capewonder.com. So check them out. There's a whole page dedicated to those photos. And we thank Jim and Dolores for their wonderful, wonderful stories and meeting them. And we hope to get to meet them in person soon. We'll be back with another episode soon, which I think you guys will like.
1: Only one ride per customer, Jay.
0: I like that. I like that. We got to show Hadley those pictures. That's what we got to yes, do. Yes,
1: we too. Right He's away. He's going to love
0: those. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening, as always, to the Cape Wonder Superman podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great, great week. And as always, stay super.
2: You've been listening to the Cape Wonder Superman podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Jay Towers is a Detroit TV anchor and morning radio host on 100.3 WNIC Detroit. Follow Jay on Instagram and Twitter at Jay Towers. Jim Bowers is the founder and editor of CapeWonder.com, the home of Cape Wonder Superman imagery. Follow Jim on Instagram at Cape Wonder and on Twitter at Cape Wonder Jim.
4: Well, it just seems kind of strange to me that every time Superman's around, you disappear.
3: Superman? I mean, he was here? Mm hmm. Golly.